0: To get started visit plushcare.com slash weight loss That's plushcare.com slash weight loss
1: Hello everyone Welcome again to another edition of Insane in the Fembrain, <laughs> Insane
2: in the... Uh, fembrain.
1: Greetings everybody um, I hope, again, I know I say this all the time But I genuinely hope you're all well I hope you're doing fine I hope the, the the things aren't getting to you too much, uh, and and you know you're, you you you. I hope that you've all got someone around you that you can reach out and have a chat with. You know, it's important. It comes up a lot on on insane in the Fembrain and insane in the membrane. We we communication comes a lot comes up a lot all the time. Um, so I hope that you do have people to reach out to and thank you to everyone that has reached out to me I get some lovely messages from people Thank you for doing that it's really nice to chat to you It helps me as well I, I like to have a chat to people and it makes me realize that I'm well, I, I'm shutting myself away and I don't I shouldn't and uh, so thank you for reaching out appreciate that um, this week, I was joined by Jade Adams's best friend, uh, Rebecca Wynne Kelly. She's a she's a fine artist. She when I met her, she was um, she was the owner of Milgi, which was the original sort of vegetarian restaurant in Cardiff. Um, so and uh, and so if anyone. From Cardiff, I love Cardiff. I've got a lot of love for Wales. Wales gets a lot of stick, and I don't know why, because it's such a beautiful place, filled with beautiful people. It's 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 stunning, and I'm glad that they shut the bridge to stop us idiots taking the virus over there. They're good people, and Rebecca is one of the best I've ever met. She's so she's so lovely, and I got to speak to her at the beginning of the lockdown. She was staying with her parents uh, out in uh, in West Wales, over sort of Aberystwyth way. And uh, her dad is a is a is a a fantastic artist in his own right, and Rebecca's like sort of following in the footsteps. She's a very interesting woman, very talented, and really easy to talk to. She doesn't. It was really nice to to have a proper chat with her because we've chatted before, but you know we're normally three sheets to the wind, and so it becomes more of a heated debate rather than a, than a uh, sort of a, a level-headed chat. But it was really nice to speak to her. Um, as a trigger warning as well for this one, uh, we do talk about suicide. I'm not, there's, no way, there's no way i could sort of sugarcoating that. We talk about that. We talk about we talk about the effects um, of of suicide, and you know, to, to, to the people that are left behind. So just so you know, just before you get into it, in case anyone's anyone's listening, and you know, they they've got that going on. Just so you know, just so you know, we are we are respectful throughout. So don't think we're not. You know, you know this score. You've been listening to this for a long time. Um, so just so you know, but uh, yeah, it was really nice to have a chat with Rebecca. She's a she's a she's a top top person. And it was great. So let's stop. Let's stop me waffling. Here's Rebecca Win Kelly.
2: So West Wales, that's where I've been. It's really rural and
1: beautiful up there.
2: It's beautiful. It absolutely is. So why wouldn't you want to go back there, really? However, Cardiff, you know, filled with joy and um, friends. And
1: yeah.
2: Yeah, it's really lifted my spirits to see people. Actually, so I think I mean, that's life yeah, af- yeah, yeah, life affirming. You know, it's been hard for lots of people.
1: Well, that's it. Isn't it? We, I mean, it's made us realise how sociable human beings are, and it's how we thrive, and what we thrive on, and and isolation yeah. is is what kills us, you know. It's so,
2: well, it's, yeah, you know, it's yeah. used as torture, isn't it? And also, I think yeah. it's I think it's uh, reassuring for all of us to realise that we are kind of tactile human beings, and the kind of subtlety of touch touch that we sort of experience every day with you know just passing someone in a supermarket, and you know you know, little tap on their back or excuse me or whatever. You don't realize how many times a day you're touched. And then when you're denied that, it's pretty intense. Yeah. So yeah, I have been hugging. Unfortunately, there's been a lot of hugging.
1: Yeah, but you, I think we're all kind of what we do because we, we hugged someone the other day but we, we kind of you go through the back backstory first and you go, you kind of go okay yeah we've been we, we locked ourselves down straight away we haven't really spoken to anyone and then that person goes yeah same we kept away from everyone we've not been anywhere you know we've, we might have had it ages ago but we're not contaminated now and then we go yeah bring it in come on yeah. I'm sure we're fine
2: and isn't it but there are some people who aren't into it and you know what when you start a conversation with that person and we'll do what we're all doing which is like are you hugging and then you kind of like see the smile in someone's face which is like yeah of course we are and then other people who are like oh actually i'm not and then you sort of start a conversation with that person and you can't really concentrate because you haven't shared that like energy and that those sort of endorphins that get that get released when you squeeze someone you know
1: that's right yeah so it's
2: there's
1: a lot of judgment yeah there seems to be a lot of judgment as well when you're out if you're, like I went out the other day. I was in the supermarket and I didn't. I took my mask off because I could My glasses were steaming up, so I couldn't yeah. see what I was doing. I literally just took it off for a minute, and I was just so my glasses stopped, so I could just see what I wanted. Then <laughs> this guy walked past me like I just shat on his kids, and I'm like, all right, yeah. mate, chill out. You know, we just, I'm just trying to yeah. see, I'm just trying to see the gravy. Might do just relax a little while? Just, <laughs> just
2: trying to get my besto, mate.
1: <laughs> just trying to get the bisto, mate. Relax.
2: yeah Yeah. well everything's changed hasn't it it's like what was life before covid it's difficult to sort of ask yourself that question really isn't it what what was i i mean what was i into what was i doing it's all everything's changed you know yeah everything's shifted and i know i don't know like for me it's like you know or everyone i guess it's when are the galleries going to open when's the arts council going to be back up and running when do we get to kind of do the international residency so it's been a lot of like rethinking i think for everyone really
1: it's been interesting seeing that the you know like with comedy stand live live performances have gone like music and comedy and like you say the galleries have shut down how are you
2: feeling about that are you you, that you know like because i guess when you're writing a show or you i would imagine when you're a stand-up you know and obviously i've seen a lot of stand-up in my in my time and it's that kind of You don't really know if a joke's funny until you share it with an audience really do you so it's quite Mm. difficult to
1: it's a weird one
2: yeah you kind of
1: well it's like it's like it's like with you with art you know you you the longer you're in it the more like you know you know what a good piece of art looks like or what a good piece of art is like to you do you know what I mean? Yeah, and exactly. It's like yeah. with with comedy, you kinda know, you go, that you, you there's something in your brain just goes, That's a good idea. That's that's got something that has. And you keep chipping away at different gigs. You sort of like you slide it in amongst all the stuff that is already working. And then and you work it out that way, you know, these little ideas and yeah, so it's it's like anything, really. The longer you do it, yeah. the more skills you, you create. But having it taken you away, it? you know. Yeah. And it, and the, yeah, having it taken away in the in the speed that it was taken away in as well. It was like overnight, 20 minutes.
2: Savage, mate. Savage.
1: Yeah, and it had gone. Everything, the 15 years I've been working on, working up to where I was at, just gone. And you're like, holy shit, all the sacrifices mm. that were made, all the relationships that have crumbled, all the all the people that I've fallen out with, all the things I've built. Everything that you were kind of, it was all, you just, you just, you go, fuck, it was all built on sand, like that old cliche, Mm -hmm. isn't it? That castle's built on sand and you're like, shit. And then, and then you see like the government talking about, you know, know, we're not, you know, that everybody needs us. They need galleries and they need, they need museums and they need art and they need, they need comedy and music. But it's the last thing that kind of gets invested in, you know. Oh, yeah.
2: Especially in a Tory government.
1: Oh, God, I know. Yeah, it's yeah. Mad, isn't it? it's well, like... I
2: guess, you know, I guess we don't really know. I mean, I feel like, I feel, I do, I you know, I'm filled with fear about yeah. what's to come. You know, there have been many amazing, uh, many sort of things that have come out of COVID that I've been sort of hoping for and sort of campaigning for for a while, like, you know, stop yeah. the flights and kind of shop locally and yeah. look after yourself and slow down. You know, that's one of the reasons I, I sort of quit the quit the restaurant it, mm. really, the restaurant industry, because, you know, life is like takes over and yeah. sort of built on this kudos of like, how busy are you? You know, oh, I'm mm. 60 hours a week busy. Oh, I'm 80 hours a week busy. Oh, that must mean you're more <laughs> successful and more kind of relevant than me. So, you know, I sort of felt quite burnt out by that. And I think the whole world was burnt out by that, and you know,
1: absolutely, and, yeah. And you
2: sort of imagined that you know it wouldn't ever be possible to get the world to slow down like it just has. So, yeah, for me, it's kind of an it's an interesting concept to watch other people kind of be forced into something that I was kind of trying to do personally, you know. And it's yeah. been great to share that with people, and you know, finally talk to my friends, you know, who are normally really busy and het up and stressed out, for them just to be kind of in a way slightly, more, obviously there's fears and anxieties about the future, but to feel that little bit more relaxed about mm. not having to compete all the time, you know. Definitely. I had yeah. a chat to a friend the other day and he, he he's a musician and he said, you know, it's quite nice that everything's just like even an even playing field, you know, you don't have to worry that that band's getting a gig in a festival and you're not or mm. that that person's just got a record deal or, you know, sort of a leveller, isn't it really? Which has been Absolutely. quite refreshing, yeah. Absolutely.
1: I think yes, you've seen, you know, I've seen people that, like people that are famous suddenly are popping up on podcasts and we're having conversations with people that would have ordinarily been out of reach. Because like you say, we've all been, it's all been, uh, it's all been levelled. It's all like, oh shit, we doesn't matter where you were, like you've just said about this band getting that gig or or whatever. And it, yeah. it, when this happens, it's so universal and, and affected everybody equally. Like, oh shit, you know, it's like, Okay. Yeah, right. I think yeah. that it really brought home how how fragile human beings really are. You know that Exactly. The, how quickly someone someone was they oh, they literally just walked past somebody in a shop and now they're not here anymore. You're like, "Fucking hell." Yeah. That's that's quite something to get your head around, you know? It's, it's
2: yeah.
1: yeah. It's been intense. Yeah. And it's been it's made me contact people as well. And I've had contact from people that I haven't spoken to in a while. You know, we just kind of were yeah. busy and, and then it just they just reached out and they're like, You're all right, mate? I'm like, Yeah, yeah, and then somebody else, I'm like, Do you need anything? Are you all right?
2: Yeah and it so exactly. there was a, there was
1: that positive stuff as well.
2: Well, I suppose that goes back to a sort of, you know, um having time to reflect and i mean you know i went you know, like you know i spoke to you i've spoken to you a little bit touched on that before about finland mm. and kind of like i went there in february and the, oh, know, yeah. the, idea, the idea was to sort of be in silence for three days and make artwork and you know that 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 chance to sort of reflect and to, to really kind of go within yourself and switch off from the rest of the world and not not being not engaged as you usually do on a day-to-day basis and there's a lot of soul searching that gets done in those times and I think that although we've still been chaotic with the amount of kind of access we have to you know internet and online platforms and that can feel chaotic on a daily basis or an hourly basis or however long you just you know how often you decide to engage with these platforms but ultimately we have all had time to think you know yeah think about what's important to us and to sort of let go of of those feelings of the past which were like I must do I must succeed mm, I must yeah. be richer I must be you know have more houses or more children or whatever that may be or so yes it,
1: yeah you know, how easy was good. it how easy was it for you when you went to finland on that on that retreat to switch off like you say with silence for 3 it days was,
2: it was really difficult. Mm. So, you know, when you say, I mean, when you talk about silence, it's, you know, it doesn't have. So, you know, an opportunity to switch off from everything to, you know, we are, we are, we have verbal diarrhea. Most people do. A feeling comes into your mind and, and, you know, or a thought and you share it and you generally share that with friends. And then you get a reaction from your friends and they lead you on to a, maybe another feeling or, or encourage you to not feel that way about it. So, you know, when you're there in silence, what happened to me? I mean, it, it might be different for other people, but, you know, I heard, kept hearing the sounds of people. So like not like not voices and and um, words as such, but like the sound of maybe someone like smoking a cigarette or mm. their footsteps or how they sound when they brush their hair or like really subtle kind of engaging sounds that filled me with kind of comfort because it's challenging to be alone Mm. and then what happened to me basically was was that you know I was really struggling to find that silence because it's chaotic it's it's like it's like a silent symphony really it's not it's it's there's you know it's it's there's a lot going on and then the only time I found silence was when I couldn't hear the sound of a friend of mine and you know that stopped me and, and and then there was silence and mm. you know that was because i didn't remember the sound of her because she had committed suicide you know over a decade ago yeah, well. thirty, maybe much longer and it was only her that was able to silence me and then that's where the work came and that's how i was able to sort of like move forward and but yeah very 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 difficult to find silence Mm. And even you know, I mean, I'm sure you've touched on meditation and well being and kind of you know body scanning yeah. and this sort of stuff. But you never really find it unless something, I guess, is as shocking as not remembering what your set your 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 friend sounded like all these years later and kind of feeling sad for that because mm. she wasn't in the sounds, you know, she wasn't there causing mayhem and chaos. How, and I what, tried I mean, really yeah. hard.
1: Yeah, it, it's. it's... Uh, yeah when we So what well, i mean so the yeah. point
2: is is that it's like when you you know when you're la- allowing like life to rest it does conjure up lots of emotions about you know losses and grief and things like that i think yeah. most people
1: well, people. there's so many people were commenting online about their dreams how, how insane their dreams have become because yeah. you know all their their work had been taken away or you know they, they were they were trapped inside in and, you know, yeah. and they well, were, I guess they were the having theory... to make it work and, you know yeah was, yeah uh...
2: the theory behind that wouldn't it be that like i guess we go out you know say you go out in london on an average day or cardiff or anywhere and the amount of faces you see and just the things that are surrounding you when you take all that away you've just got yourself yes so your dreams are gonna i guess like you know sort of connect to what's further down in the the, 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 the yeah
1: Yeah, well that's exactly what there was a piece in National Geographic about it and they were saying that's what it is because you've taken away all the other things you're left with what the the residue that's in your brain already so you you start remembering people from years ago that you've not thought about in ages and music and or yeah it was all kind of yeah it was like you'd you'd gone up in the loft in your brain and like go right okay let's let's sort this shit out and um yeah so that's yeah. why people so that's what they said that it was like it was a very yeah as you've said it's you're dealing with what you've yourself and what's in you with yeah. your with your when your friend how did you how did you cope with your friend possibly like we've talked about suicide on insane in the membrane and people yeah. i've talked to people that have attempted it thought about it i've thought about it yeah. myself yeah. you know what in some some places and I'm but uh, but, but it was just, you know, you, well, I spoke to someone else about this and they were saying when you get those thoughts, you're not actually nine times out of 10. You're not really you don't really want to get rid of yourself. What you're trying to do is get rid of the bit that's hurting you. And so your brain's going, well, just like it's like a reset. You go like if you just get rid of you just, you know, you don't you don't really you can't really comprehend the fact yeah. that if you kill yourself, there's no coming back from that. But you're you want to you're what you're trying to do is kill the the sadness. You don't really want to kill yourself, and that's that's what got me through it. And going, oh yeah, that makes sense. So why don't yeah. I try and deal with the bit that's giving me that's creating those thoughts rather than yeah, just think, get rid of them completely, you know,
2: yeah, I think you're right. There's a difference between people who. Kind of don't want to live the life they're living anymore, and the mm. people who don't want to live. Yeah. So I think, like you say, we've all been there. You know, I don't want this life. You know, I can't deal with this pain, or I can't deal with. Um, and I think lots of the time for people, it's like you know, especially people who suffer from mental health. You know issues and they kind of feel some sadness they then start to feel guilty about projecting that onto other people and how the world would seem better off without them and wouldn't it be easier if i just wasn't here yeah but you know of course most of us are able to well you know i'm really lucky i don't think i've ever really felt like that and i feel blessed to have not felt like that because i've had many friends who have Mm. um and i think you know for her in particular it was a very special well not very special because it happens to lots of um people you know she didn't feel human because of the of what had happened to her when she right. was a child and how you know she had been abused and she had right. decided as a young woman that she wanted to share her story and you know this was pre it, this was pre um jimmy savile and pre-historical abuse and you know yeah, and, right. and she walked into that you know, into the police station and told her story, and you know the 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 answer was there's not enough evidence, and the world went on, and you know for her I think that was that was the sort of was the nail in the coffin, mm. so to speak. God, that was an all <laughs> 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 the nail, <laughs> Well, that was fifth gear over the over the cliff into you know into the sea, oh, which is how she did it. But you oh, know, wow. um, yeah. So how did? Oh yeah, suicide. What you know? Yeah. So mm. I think that for her it was a um it was a necessary act. Um and
1: knowing- like, yeah, she just had that awful thing happen to her and then
2: Well this just, is it, isn't when, it? Rich, the, the world yeah, dealt- the world's
1: not listening to you. You're like, I'm, t- I'm yeah. telling you what's happened and none of you are listening to me. What is the point?
2: I know. I and yeah, you know, sadly yeah. I'm experiencing that um once again with a friend of mine who is going through quite a similar c- c- set of circumstances. And, you know, the fascinating thing about it all is you kind of think that these sorts of things, I don't know, like coercive control or child abuse, there's sort of things that might happen to other people, like maybe not like strong, powerful women that go to medical school and, you know, do uh, graduate from Central St. Martin's College of Art. You know, it's quite, for me, still feels sort of unexpected that I would know people that are going through this or know women that are going mm. through this. Um you know, abuse and suicide, Suicide. You know, whether you're male, female, non-binary or, you know, wherever you stand, no one's exempt from no. the pain that other people can cause you. You know, and that's yeah. a real shame, I think. Um, and, you know, that's not a gender based um, feeling. I think that's a human thing that, uh, you know, really stresses me out that humans have capacity to hurt one another like they do.
1: Well, it seems um, to me it's like I, and this isn't saying that all men are beasts and 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 all, but it's I I've yet to meet a woman that hasn't had something awful happen to her when she was younger or some kind of assault yeah. or some kind of molestation in some way, shape, or form, and it and it, it just like it, it, it gets me, yeah, I, I start it's thinking, some kind about, of
2: me too. I think is probably a you know like. A wide, like I mean, the Me Too movement, obviously highlighted, you know, that every, like you say, most women, a um, huge percentage of percentage of women that you meet, have experienced some kind of derogatory comments or, you know, been looked at mm. because well, being, uh, you're yeah. being sort of treated as if you're not kind of capable of making a decision that could, like, you know, but you know, I think, I think, uh, you know, what I want to say though in in, in all of this is that I've. You know, I've run a restaurant and um and and I ran it for thirteen years, and you know I relied on both male and female and mm. you know every all sorts of people to help me run the restaurant. And I will say that throughout all of that, I had you know so much respect for my male colleagues that really sort of stood behind me and were mm. really into the idea that these two sisters had set up this restaurant. And you know, I've been supported massively by men in the workplace and kitchens are tough, you know, they're really tough. Yes. I mean, well, you've spoken to, you've already, you know, perhaps met some chefs, some female chefs mm. and, you know, they're quite intense environments. And most of the time, well, especially in my restaurant anyway, when I guess maybe I was the boss, which maybe helped. Um, yeah, supported and loved by, you know, many of the male colleagues that I've worked with. But like yeah. you say, of course, there were exemptions and, you know, times where I was, undervalued and underrated as a female um, employee and, and 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 a chef really so yeah yeah but yeah i think you're right about this I, I you know i mean i think women feel that women have felt that sort of pain through the ages but there are ways to overcome that you know i feel like there are ways and you know i don't know for me i think maybe educations like been one of those things. I mean, running, setting up the business and having the the sort of reputation that it had and building a brand like that and then sort of deciding 13 years in that, you know, or 10 years in because the last three years of it, that that it was like, I'm ready, you know, I've I've, I've said I want to climb this mountain, I've climbed it and it's the wrong one. Mm. So what do do I do about that? And for me, it was like, right, I re-educate myself, I go back to school and I get my brain working and then, you know, and then I'll decide what's right. Yeah. So, you know, there are ways of kind of overcoming those feelings of insecurities as a female or feeling how you're going to ever stand up or compare to a male sort of colleague or, or yeah. kind of peer.
1: Well, it's only been in, it's, it feel, I mean, there's been, you know, changes have been happening for, for decades now, but very slow, changes you know and
2: and we're still yeah, haven't we yeah, yeah. We just and,
1: still you, and haven't you look moved yeah on. no exactly you look you know, now like and we're get, like we're yeah. not
2: it's not it's not just accepted like if if as i mean you know i could get quite feisty about this because you know for me what's happening in my life now you know i had a friend you know i just graduated and you know i was young and i you know i didn't really think anything like that could. i mean you know i was shocked by what the story that she told me of her abuse that she suffered mm. um and i was shocked that she that she took her own life because of those that abuse that she suffered and then roll on i mean however many years later 15 years 16 years later i've got a friend who's close to me that's going through exactly the same thing and you do sort of turn around you think well what's the you know we've just had this huge movement it with with me too and like you say we've come so far as women and and we've you know, we've moved on and, and, and we would hope that people would be, would have taken that information on board and listened and changed. But, you know, the system is still screwed when it comes to being female.
1: Oh, absolutely. You can't just, you
2: can't just walk into a police station and say, this thing has happened to me and expect to be believed and that, you no. know, that justice well, we, will be done yeah. for you.
1: We've got, well, it's, there's a, there's an American comedian called Chris D'Elia and he's just had a load of allegations put, put against him from, uh saying that he's been trying to solicit uh, uh naked uh, he's been trying to hook up with people underage right, um, Okay. i mean i don't know how i don't know if it's true i just know it's just come out and there's loads of women have come out and accused him of this thing and and people are, straight away it's like people are going well you got to prove it prove it you go yeah but we let's let's listen to the stories first i don't i know, you know, yeah,
2: exactly how do you how can you ask a woman to you know record every conversation she has with a man yeah, just exactly. in case he decides to you know make a pass at her or degrade her in some way or control her in some way like it's not realistic to expect no. anyone to be recording their lives just in case someone attacks them or rapes them or you know it, and like you say it's like where's the evidence what does that mean do we not trust yeah. each other do we not trust people to sort of be
1: I mean, no one makes
2: up the kind of shit that the you know. Why would you make that up? Well,
1: that's it. Why would someone make that up? Why? Well, it's more than one person. So you go, well, surely there's no way that these people that are complete strangers to each other have gone. Oh yeah, let's jump on this bandwagon. Let's bring this bloke down. It's like this. There's got to be an an element of truth in there somewhere so that's what yep. should be investigated but i mean social media but well, what are we so what on, are we but...
2: protecting are we protecting yeah. masculinity are we protect protecting men's rights to treat women how they feel or you know i don't know i'm not really sure what society and culture is protecting
1: no and it's and i there's a couple of people have been saying well it's funny that none of his none of his colleagues the other american comics none of them have come out and said anything no one's Sort of getting involved and know, you know and, and then someone else said, yeah. "Oh, you all the all the British comedians that are that are mouthing off about this." I hope you're as vocal when it's when it's your colleagues and yeah, and I have. I've there's been there's been a couple of times when I've I've been told something that I, that is true, and I've and I've said, "All right," and then you know I've been in a, I've been in a, in a room with that person, and I've and I've just said, "Look, mate, I've got to say something to you. Look, I've been told this, and I've got to know if it's true or not." All right. And mm-hmm. and and they go. I oh, no, that's not how it happened. This is how it happened. Or one of them just went. I don't remember. And then that's the end of it. And you go, fuck. <laughs> this is what. So yes. that and that's where it finishes. That's where. It, the, no, they go. No. Oh, he can't. He can't remember. He was fucked, so he can't remember. And you're like, there's got to be more than that. You know, I'm because that now I'm now I've got this information about that person in my head that I have to be in a room with. And you're walking yeah. around. You just went. I, I mean, listen. I'm not saying I've, I've done. I'm not. I've never molested anybody. That's not what I'm saying. But I've been. You know, I've probably done things in, a, in a relationship to get what I want. You know, subconsciously, you kind of like. Yeah. You know, as you do. You're well, you grew up on porn, yeah. so yeah. you
2: will be acting like that at
1: some are Yeah. We're that is that. It's kind of. It's like because I think, I think what it is yeah. is that we, we are human beings at base level. We're animals. And, and no one's no no one's talking about that. Everyone like yes, we're more sophisticated than your average, you know whatever. But yeah, sure. we're still base level. We are still animals, and men are fucking beasts. I'm underneath all that shit. We we are dealing with all these all these thoughts that come ricocheting into your head when you yeah. see someone you go right am i attracted to that person do i want to have sex with that person do i want to talk to that person do i want to, how do i make that person be attracted to me and then yeah. and and then and women as well women like women like Jade and I've had this massive massive conversations over the last couple of couple of weeks couple of months yeah. we were talking about you know when you first get together you're you you portray yourself as the perfect person that that person <laughs> yeah. wants. So so we met and Jade was like, and I'm like, I'm saying to Jade, oh, I'm into this, and she's like, oh, me too. And I'm like, and I'm like, I'm into that. She's like, yeah, me too. I'm into this. She's like, oh yeah, me too. And then then you get into it a couple of years later, and then Jade's like, listen, that thing I said that I was into, I'm not really that into it, to be fair, and I don't mind doing yeah. it now and again, but. It's getting a bit much yeah. when you want to do it all the time. And you're like, ah, oh, shit, I had no fucking idea. So it's, you know, we are, we're animals. And I think yeah, that's what well, we I need Yeah, well, I mean, to, which, that,
2: we are animals. And I don't, I mean, you know, I don't know. It, like, you know, the, the, the sex, men and women, you know, like you say, different beasts potentially. Yeah. But also, you know, I touched on it just a second ago where I was like, well, you are going to have thoughts like that about women because... You know, it's so acceptable for for boys to what you know. If a if a thirteen year old boy gets caught wanking by his mum, it's like oh, let's have a laugh about it. Oh, he's just you know, mm. just caught him. You know, he started on his sexual journey. Well done, son. You know, like you yeah. very rarely hear a mum say, "Oh my God, I just caught you know Janine masturbating."
1: Yeah, it's almost you know, like, it's like, like yeah, you have to sit down. Like a, yeah
2: well yeah or that it's like that again it's culture is how we are culture how we grow up in 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 a culture so you've got things like porn and then you know just the other day i was having drinks with friends like we all grow we like this is everyone is up in their 30s and the word clitoris came into conversation and it, a flippant joke was made by a friend of mine who is very intelligent and he's very creative and you know he's he's a he's a good friend but just he just remarked like oh what's a clitoris where's that I just thought, wow. are we still like you know like, but this is the point that it's like that men have all of the chances to talk about their sexual desires and they they you know but and I think if women and men equally talked and we sort of it wasn't this sort of like potentially male dominated need to, like, shoot your load, that, that, mm. like, that's the most important thing during sex, yeah. that a male ejaculates, then perhaps we'd all be having a lot more sex, especially yeah. people that have been in long-term relationships.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
2: <laughs> but it's not really... I mean, it is guys' faults, but then it's not, too, because we're all guilty of allowing this c- culture to have been... Created around us, which makes it complicated. You know, it does make it complicated for anyone involved with that. And
1: well, yeah, how how is a
2: female you're ever supposed to compete with that those images of women that young men have been looking at right up until the point where you enter into their life as a very naive and non-experienced female? Because you know, you don't get given a porn mag at thirteen, and you know, and and say this is how it's done men kind
1: of boys do in a way. I don't know. Is that right? You no, it's right. Well, it, I, well, it was, yeah, well, well, do you know what? It was, I, th- <laughs> I think it's worse so, now. Obviously, it's worse now because porn is so accessible. There's so much of it and there's everything. You put anything into a search engine and you will find what it is you're looking for. Guaranteed. Yeah. And it'll be the most weird and extreme whatever it is you're into, right? You'll find it. Like hedgehogs dressed as Santa. There'll be some fucking mad shit. <laughs> right? There'll be something like that. And it's like, and we, but it wasn't like that when I was a kid. You kind of, you kind of, hold, you know, you'd find a. Did you? Did in you paper, have like my but...
2: uncle used? My uncle used to have these like porn mags. He was, he sort of, you know, my, there's a lot of uh, time between him and my mom. So he was like, at 18 when we were born. You know, so mm. he had this drawer full of 80s mags with like girls with like hairy muffs and sort of like perms and stuff. And that was it. That was his little stash. And obviously, that's all you yeah. had access to. So you are right. You know. It's... Yeah. guess it's
1: the same now there's anything and everything you want to look at yeah so being, so a, where's being the, if i was a kid, if i was a teenager now i'd yeah. be dead i'd be dead it would you know it's 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 it what, shouldn't from be just the
2: overwhelming ju-
1: yeah overwhelming access. you know yeah i remember when i was a kid i mean i the thing is with me what the thing i like wasn't in these magazines i is Jade and I spoke about this the other week. We had a, we had a bit of a uh, an epiphany, a bit of a realization about yeah, stuff. Knows. So <laughs> my, my the thing is with me, what I was into was I just like to see women. So, the teachers at my school, the reason we worked out, the reason I wasn't, I tell you, I wasn't very academic because I was so distracted because the women were dressed, as they were in the 80s, in skirts and tights and things like that. And that's what I like is that I don't like to see women undressed and spread all over the bonnet of a car. I quite like that kind of conservative looking teacher kind of look, that sort of sexual yeah. look. And so, and we had this massive, we were like, oh, fuck yeah, no wonder I couldn't concentrate because the very thing that I'm into was in my face every single day.
2: Yeah, that must have been really hard.
1: It was fucking brutal. And I couldn't concentrate. I couldn't, I was just dealing with these thoughts in nearly all of my lessons.
2: Yeah. And so did you think, so it's quite, so did, was that like every, was it particular, like particular I guess these were sort of older women if they're dressed quite conservatively. Was it like every lesson? Did it matter what, whether it was a particular teacher? Because I think as a female, it, you know, when you're young, it's like one person, you've got a complete yeah. crush on them. And it's like, I love, you know, so I won't mention any names, but, you know, I <laughs> forever <laughs> and that's it. And you're in love and that's, you know, the only thing you can do is be in love with that boy. And like until you kiss him or until, you know, it, it, Until you're married to that person. You know, I'm I'm talking school years here. Yeah. But, you know, it didn't stop me from sort of, you know, concentrating on my work in school or, you know, I mean, I can't imagine Mm. how that must have felt for you to have this thing that distracted you so incredibly from your schoolwork that you couldn't get on with it.
1: It was, it was, I felt shame. I felt shame. Yeah. I thought it was something wrong with me because everybody else was finding porno, pornographic magazines up the park and it all be set around going, Oh, look at that. Look at that. And I just wasn't interested. Yeah. I'd go to school and I'd be sat in English or maths. And those were the two main the problems, the main, the main, the main classes. And they were the two teachers. Cause I think like you've just said men, yeah, we, we do, we do kind of fall in love and go, Oh yeah, you're you know, you're the one, you're the one. But we've always got an eye on something uh, out over the shoulder as well. Do you know what I mean? We, it, <laughs> it's, so you kinda of like oh yeah you're, yeah, you're like, Oh you're the one. But maybe if you're not, there's that there's that person over yeah. there. It's a weird, yeah. Because but my, I just don't I, understand you know.
2: what, like, why are we after all? Like, we, you know, the book, the book, like, men are from, uh, you know, women, etc., yeah, yeah. etc. Cetera, et cetera. Like, we all know that men and women are different. So why are and you know, that the world's moved forward and that there are many ways of living life and there are many ways of having a relation, well, having a relationship. However, we are still trying to slot into this like very traditional way of being together. Mm. You know, exactly. like I've had some, yes. I've had some long term relationships, and you know they haven't worked out. We're all still friends, which is a credit to me, as an in...
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well done.
2: <laughs> you know, I don't burn bridges. Um, no <laughs> credit, to, credit, credit to the exes. You know, it's all good. Yeah, forgiven, forgotten. It, it's all right. We're all getting on. But you know, the reality of the situation is me looking back and having like retrospective on that, and then moving forward. You know some people would say you didn't choose the right person but you know i look around me and i see relationships you know marriages Mm. long-term relationships long-distance relationships all of this stuff and you know 50 percent of marriages ending in in divorce and this constant battle of like partners whether that's male male female female and anything in between it's this it's this desire or this assumption that we can live together
1: Mm, yeah
2: um pay bills together have children together get married together have sex together watch films like any everywhere you look there's an expectation that you know that you're supposed to get on with this partner of yours and make it work in every aspect of your life and it feels like that's an impossible task for anyone
1: yeah well I've I've read things on that and they said it isn't natural really for human beings to be that way we kind of we're supposed to sort of spend a bit of time together and then, mm-hmm. and then you know, you go off, and then you do something. You meet somebody else, meet somebody else, or do yeah. something else. And and I feel like you say those old values where you so you meet that person, and then that's it, and it doesn't matter if you get any feelings for anything else, or you you're fed up with this, or yeah. you don't. Oh, this isn't working. You have to stay together, and that's why a lot of parents uh, from the generation of my parents are just so unhappy. Yeah. They have nothing but disdain for each other. Like they just, but they're like their their attitude is like we're here now. You know, fuck it. We might as well just get on with it. Like that's that's insane to have that yeah. mindset. You know,
2: but we have it's the nature nurture, isn't it? It's like it's obviously in our nature to want to, you know, have sex with other human beings. That's part of what we like you say animalistic, mm. and, then, and then that's the na- and we have to you know keep the the human race going, and and we do that by you know having babies yeah and you know then you've got the environment side of it which is like okay we live in a really supposedly very liberal world you know you can kind of get on and do whatever you want and you know make your own decisions and choices and then but you know within that you've got a, a situation where you don't really have a choice you know it's seemingly you should have a choice to like like nature says you want to have babies and that, and that's a thing that's built into us mm. nurture tells us we can do what we want however regardless of the nurturing people say it's okay it's you know, you're free to do what you want you know strong independent woman that there's somehow there's still this like hang up about like not having children and not getting married and yeah. having to turn that into something that's like that you've got to be really proud of and really like act like proactive about and kind of have conversations with people and, you know, people get deep and meaningful with you and they're then, like, oh, you know, really like such a loss, such a loss, you know,
1: mm, Yeah. Such a
2: loss not to get married, such a loss not to spend your life with someone. And I'm like, really?
1: <laughs> there is definitely, there's definitely more pressure. We talked about this on an episode with um, Lizzie Basham, who's a, a, another friend of Jade, and we were talking about. Yeah,
2: I know. Well, Liz, Liz, Lizzie's on the green. Lizzie. Yes, that's it. That yeah. Yeah. Well, and I didn't. Love
1: I. Well, she's amazing. I love her. And it was. <laughs> it was nice to have the conversation because I'd never really had a proper conversation with a woman about uh, about what it actually feels like to have a period, what it actually feels like to deal with that biological clock ticking away. Yeah. Tell it like subconsciously telling you that you're running out of time. You don't even know what you're running out of time for. But for. Yeah, you're like you're like shit. I've got to have a kid, and you're like, well, I don't really want one, but you've got to. That's in that's yeah. in. And men don't men don't have that. Men men just fling their seed about and go. Oh yeah, well whatever, whatever happens, happens. But, but I think, think I you think, know, and it it's a funny one. I
2: think men do make you know. I think, I think they say they don't really feel like that, but they obviously do because babies are made. So there's yeah. whether, they, whether they're kind of, you know, because you have to, like, and babies are made in very loving, you know, loving relationships. Oh,
1: definitely. And Absolutely. to yeah. have
2: babies and to, like, do that together and have that, like, bond and bring a relationship closer and form a family and all of those beautiful and wonderful things. So I do think men have desires to sort of have children, but whether they potentially fully understand the consequences of that. It seems to be more maybe, about
1: it seems a more about is le- is a yeah thing, right? seems to be more about legacy with men like yeah. something that well, give, like well that's like chefs you know, isn't
2: it you know men cook for glory and women cook to nurture the family it's, it's the same sort of idea i guess <laughs> yeah
1: yeah yeah <laughs> you know yeah and this is and anyone men are glory chefs
2: women cook to feed <laughs> their kids
1: and <laughs> uh, anyone listening, any any guys listening, look, this. I'm not being. I know I'm not being all down on men. All right, it's just we're just you know, it's it's. I think men, yeah. I think men do need to have a good old look at themselves to be a bit more. Well, perhaps honest, society you know?
2: needs to take responsibility. Yeah. Like schools need to take responsibility for teaching men, because if yeah. if we're saying that men cause this a lot of pain and and potentially, I mean, you know, let's the facts are there. We're not making this up. You know. No. Generally, when children are abused, it's men, or when yeah. women are abused. I mean, this is obviously not. Every, this is, but generally, it's the yeah, yeah, yeah. That we're not I'm not making that up. But why are we not, you know? So if we're talking about that, like, you know, there's a pandemic happening in the world, a global pandemic. Well, there's been a global pandemic of abuse and men, you know, not behaving correctly for generations and generations. So, like, society has to take responsibility for men, not just men.
1: Well, it's being honest with men, like I've just said. You get these, and you know it, it might. Someone will probably disagree with me, but this is what I think: is that we we are battling with these animalistic thoughts on a daily basis, and men is like, can I eat it? Can I fuck it? If I can't do any of those things, then it's no good to me. And that, and that's what needs to be taught in schools. That needs to be taught to, to men. Need to be sat sat down and say, look this is what you're going to think. You're going to have these weird thoughts, right? And they're just, but they're not weird because really most men think about them. They have these thoughts and it's, but it's, you need to know what to do when you get these thoughts, you know, yeah. because, you know, because if you, yes, it's in, your, it's in your nature to think that, but you don't act on it. And this is what, this is why. And then be taught these things because that, a lot of men, Yeah, we could do that and we could equally ask women what
2: they want.
1: When yeah, it exactly. Comes to, like, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Thoughts. So it's like you know, women might be having thoughts about wanting to you know have sex with a beautiful guy, um, or or you know, big bigger ideas than that. Whatever your sexual fantasies are, but it's like, is there a space and an arena? for men and women to talk about those very equally and openly and honestly. I don't think there is. And you know, maybe no, school that's why... teaching maths and English and start talking about what it means to
1: Humanity, feel yeah. like,
2: yeah, feel those desires. And like, maybe we need to sort of speak to men more about those desires and how overwhelming they are. Or perhaps if we allowed women a, a bigger arena to talk about what they wanted, then men's desires mm. would be put to the side. And it would all be about what women wanted in, you know, yeah. within a sexual relationship. So I think it's going to be have to be a bit of both, right? And that's what I meant by society has to take responsibility for the men that we raise.
1: But that's what I'm saying. It's it has to go yeah. right back to when they're all when the they're children, back. all the way back to when they're kids. And then that and that's because you know, there's no point in, in trying to take men aside or take women aside now. And go right, we're gonna, you know, because by the time you're in your 30s, you kind of you've you've you're formed, you're, you're formed right? and you're yeah and you're. So that's what I've found being forty-eight years old and going back and thinking about things I've done in my past and going, right, okay, that was a bit shit. Okay, let's not do that going forward. That was a shit one. But you're Yeah. But most men don't really a lot of people a lot of men, a lot of people don't have that. They kind of they don't even think about it. Think about things. They kinda of go, Well, this is just how I am. You know, and they don't, yeah. they don't you know, there isn't any sort of self analysis. I think there needs to be more of that. People need to be it takes effort. It takes effort to make changes and it takes effort to admit that you've been a bit shit in the past. And no right. one wants No one wants to admit that. Nobody at all. I well, I had that, to know. go to
2: therapy. I had to go and get some therapy to allow myself the space to say that when I felt guilty about the breakdown of, you know, relationships that I, you know, the relationships mm. that I'd been involved with because yeah. it's very easy to just say, oh, he's a cunt. Yes. And that's the end of it. But I, you know, or they were cunts and like within that you have to take responsibility you do you know for the breakdown of a relationship it's not yeah, always yeah. one way and you also have to take like you said the conversation that you had with jade you know jade's just been honest with you and said she's lied about something to you for quite a long time mm. so you know which is in relation to what she said she thought was wanted at the beginning and you know what how things are now and not lying I mean, lies a strong word but you know what i'm saying it's like
1: yeah i know yeah, yeah we yeah. say things fit. we end
2: yeah. We we enter into situations with people and then suddenly you're trapped into this way of thinking and you think, I've got to stay here because these this is what we've sort of said. But if everyone just loosened up, perhaps, and
1: yeah. really
2: listened to how we all felt, like really listened, yeah. because, you know, if someone tells you something and shows you something in relation to the way, who they are and how they feel, then you have to t- listen. But we don't. None of us take no. responsibility for listening to other people's thoughts and feelings because somehow it's affecting your day, you know?
1: Yeah, but it's, like you said, it's you've got all some very like well. depressed
2: person on your hand is, hands in the morning and you're like, Oh God, do I have to deal with you again today?
1: <laughs> and you're yeah. like, I just
2: want to get on with my rosy day. You know, it's yeah. hard to do that time.
1: Yeah. Well, like you said, it's it's all very it's easy to say he's a cunt or she's a cunt, but it's it's harder to turn and go, why are they a cunt? What has got yeah. them why are they acting in that way? Why are they why are they doing that? And then yeah. trying to figure it out, you know. And-,
2: and also, why are we doing it? Like, why am I doing this as a as a female, as a as a, as a woman? Why am I tolerating this behavior from someone else? Or why are they tolerating yeah. that from me? Is that because society tells us to tolerate? Or is that just because I'm in love? You know, yeah. who knows? We don't, you know, we, it's all very kind of complex. And, mm. you know, we wake up in the morning and all we're thinking about really is our own day. And, you know, you meet, you, you have rare people in life that don't do that. But I think the majority of us get up thinking, how is my day going to, how do I, you know, this is my mm. day, it's no one else's. And it's yeah. very hard to step outside of the way you feel. It's about whether well, you can give someone else the space in your life to to be sad and to be emotional and for that to not to affect you and for you just to give them that moment for their demons to come and be present. And yeah. then hope that the next day, when your black dog's barking at the door, that your friend or your partner is there to allow, you know, your time. But it's difficult because we're also caught up in our own,
1: yeah, woes. And it was, yeah, and like you say, we're kind of like, oh, we did this yesterday. Why are we doing this again today? We dealt with this, you know. And it, yeah, yeah. You've got to, but but you got, but you might that, have dealt yeah. with it,
2: but they didn't, you know. And that's
1: like, yeah, I know with Jade and I. You know, in other relationships. Because, you know, we haven't had it easy. We've been figuring things yeah. out. And it by now, old me would have been acting up and I would have been maybe sneaking around, maybe talking to people that I shouldn't have been. Yeah. And and now I don't. Now I don't want to, because I don't want to be that person. I don't want to be, I don't want to be, I don't want to cause pain to that other person which is what what I've done in other relationships these people that cared about me and loved me and I just shat all over them because I was wrapped up in my own bullshit so this time I'm not acting up and I'm not doing those things but it's still, those feelings still have to go somewhere that uh, and and sometimes you're trying to, Jade and I try and talk to each other and it just ends up in a big blazing row so then you start you start getting in this sort of like this whirlpool of oh, fuck I don't know what to do I haven't got the usual things that release me from this pressure I don't I can't talk to Jay. and then you and I don't know what to do and I've and I've been sat a few times when I've been going I genuinely don't know what to say or do to make this feeling go away yeah and it's a, and yeah and then you, I don't know but it's
2: again a, but that you know it's like there's that and it's like uh, but then everyone has to kind of take responsibility in those situations you know like Mm. i know you and jade very well so when you talk about these things i know i know what you're talking about and i think that it's like you know it's about taking responsibility for the action and the pain that you've caused other people and then it's about moving on from that Mm. and not just one person again it's this is about this is me Back, going back to the idea that I had to take some therapy to accept my responsibility in the breakdown of my relationship. So you know, we yeah. all have choices, we all have um, options, and and ways to move forward and onwards from the pain we've caused ourselves and each other. Yeah. But in order for you know, in order for sort of you to change and for you to make those accept uh, those changes in your life, there has to be a sort of place where you know Jade allows that to to happen too because she'll have her own hang-ups about the last few years and what you guys yeah. have been through and how things are and again it's that it's the sort of the self coming into it it's like no yeah you know are you making me so like, i used to say that yeah. to my exes a lot you're making me so unhappy you know <laughs> and you are <like,
1: laughs> yeah i'm like i'm like, sad
2: i'm sad I'm like, yeah. <laughs> You're making me so sad. <laughs> I want to throw a Henry Hoover at your face. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: Something like that. Yeah.
1: What well, you have to uh, you know, And so then you have to, suddenly
2: yeah. have to take responsibility for that. It's like this person has inflicted pain on you. They have acted in a way, and the only thing you can control is the way you respond to that. Hang on a minute, Jay. Can you not do that
1: for a minute? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what, right? Every time Jade does something, like, we all have to be quiet or leave the room. She starts angle grinding. What's she cooking?
2: Donuts. I
1: don't know what she's doing. What is that? Is that the ice cream maker this time? It's pea soup.
2: Ooh, pea soup. Yeah. I
1: haven't
2: had pea soup for a
1: while. Yummy. And now she's all offended because I've told her to be quiet.
2: (laughs) She's not offended. (laughs) All right, all right. She ain't offended. (laughs) She deserved it. She's She's making pea soup in the background while you're trying to have a moment with her best mate.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I have to be quiet when she's doing stuff. And then when it's my turn, she starts doing the fucking watching. Um, Well, someone's got to wear the trousers, mate. So, you know, may as well be Jade. uh, She's got a good
2: collection. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it.
1: to help get this brilliant conversation to an even bigger audience. Sponsoring the show, as well as a promotional trailer, means that your message and our message will be inserted into some of Acast's biggest podcast titles. Get on board and partner with Insane in the Fembrain. Go to pauldaniels.tv for more information. You're in a huge transitional period where, like you said, you 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 know you ran Milgi for what eleven years and then
2: thirteen, yeah,
1: 30, thirteen years, and then yeah. you know that was your entire life, and and you talked about getting into art and and going and studying again, and and then suddenly you're now doing that and Milgi yeah. is uh, Milgi is getting further and further in the past and yeah. so you're still you're now sort of finding out about yourself again you know who what you really are yeah. into what you really like who you really are because for, for 13 years you've been restaurant owner Becky yeah, Wynn Kelly exactly. but now, now you're now you're an artist and it's so you've really yeah. got tight. You know, the last thing you need is some fellow walking out, hello, and just you know, <laughs> you need to attend. You need to attend to my needs. Do you want... like, what? Yeah. <laughs>
2: well, you know, obviously on reflection and having had quite a lot of time to myself over the last few years and not been in, you know, big relationships of any description. You know, the what I've the conclusion I've kind of come to is is that I know exactly what kind of relationship I would like to have. Mm. It's whether society or the world sort of, whether that's sort of out there, you know, and I don't mean like, Oh, I'm going to scour Tinder with this sort of like, this is, this is what I want. And, you know, mm. like in the sense that I feel like I've, we've talked about and we touched about it before. It's like, I cannot live. I, I know that I would not be able to live with someone day to day. No. Like it would be really hard for me. I think after having yeah. worked so hard on like myself and, you having enough time for my friends and people in need and then also myself and kind of knowing how 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 kind of swept off your feet you can get when you first fall in love and mm, that yeah. lustful thing that happens and it's just like nothing else matters in the world you know nothing else matters than like the gazing into that person's eyes and like making love to you know for yep. the next six months or whatever it may be yeah and you know after that runs out then you're left with sort of the same thing right it's like what are we eating for dinner where uh, when, when are we going to see your parents to do this that like you know i i don't i you know i just want a lover mm,
1: so if there's anyone yeah. out there
2: get my details <laughs> from- <laughs> yeah.
1: We'll put all your details on the end of this.
2: Put you know. all the deets on, me. If you want any photos, let me know. I'll send them over. I was
1: going to say, yeah, send, send us your favourite photo, the one you want out there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you'll, get, you'll get, you'll get, you'll be inundated now. Oh, mate, I can't wait. Uh, so, this is something else as well. You... This is something else. This is something that I, people, people sliding into people's DMs. And this comes Ooh. up a lot. Now, I know I've had it once or twice. Yeah. I, I rarely get it, but. Oh, Jade's fucking heckling me again. I've had it <laughs> once or twice. But you haven't listened to the rest of what I'm about to say. Women seem to get it. Like, I've had it once or twice. Women get that, like, times 50. Women get it, mm. seem to get it more. But people sign the DMs. And this other thing as well, I keep seeing this thing popping up people, men asking for pictures of women's feet. And I'm like, okay, what well, What the I fuck was, is all this mess? That's shit? been
2: going on for a long time. I had a friend. Um, that lived in Cardiff and she made enough money to go travelling to Thailand by putting her feet into baked beans in the bath. So this is <laughs> I mean, nothing new. <laughs> see, now I, do you know what? Because we've talked about it, we talked Where about were you? Before. Where were you? You should have been right on that one, mate. She had loads of it. So you uh, walk in, she'd be like, sort of like watching the telly as well as, and it was old school at the time. You know, there were these little digital cameras that you used to sort of like upload to the com- computer and she'd have these guys, you know, paying 20 quid for a, a sort of like Fuji film development of her feet, you know, in like roses or in a nick- tied around her knickers or something like that, or like you know, stuck in a cactus. It's been going on for years, mate.
1: See, I know about. <laughs> see, I know about all that. I used to read bizarre magazine, and so I'm aware of it. But what blows my mind is that, yeah, I like I like feet, but I don't I don't message strangers and go, "Can I have a picture of them, please?" That that's what that's what I was talking about before. But isn't that about just down those- to?
2: But it's about it's about women and it's about people who 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 are attracted to each other finding like a decent and kind of respectful way of kind of communicating that you might want to fuck them you know it's like Mm. it's and again i personally i mean i don't know i think it does boil down to the fact that men are you know we are used to pornography just being at our yeah and so it's sort of like how are you supposed to compete with that so guys just think yeah fuck it i'll send a picture of my dick to her so I mean, and let's face it, they're not the most attractive of things,
1: anyway, are they? Dicks. No, nah, man. Don't, I. I've you never know, seen. Like, I've never. Yeah. I've never seen what a photo of a dick and gone. That's a handsome. Whoa, whoa. oh, mate. Never exactly. ever.
2: That's
1: never low, ever. Yeah. I. I. So I why, even, yeah. Yeah. Well, why, I joke. I joke that's... about that in my set, and i say, <laughs> I think it's. I think a lot of men see it as like fishing. Like they send the maggot out. And they're like, yeah. And so oh, mate. <laughs> Maybe it's that.
2: And we know that all, you know, fly fishing comes different shapes and sizes. I mean, you know.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. So it's that. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's a, it's communication. and let, Let's face it. No one's, we're not nailing it, are we? Because marriages are not, you know, 50% of marriages end in divorce. People are arguing. People are hurting each other. So, you know, we need to re-educate everyone, yeah. I think. All of us need to. Find compassion and empathy for each other, and you know yeah. that's not going to work if one person is not like, you know, if they're like apathetic towards that, or if yeah. they're kind of like non, not willing to give and receive in that same way. I mean, there's no, there's no chance in hell unless we all sort of say, right, from now on in, this has to stop.
1: Yeah. Well, there, it, it know, all, again. This has come up many times before. Communication is so important. Everyone's just shouting and hollering about, Mm. like with the trans issues at the moment, everyone's just shouting and hollering, both sides shouting and shouting and hollering and accusing and this, that, and you're like, this isn't getting anybody anywhere. None, on all levels, regardless of what you're talking about, no, you're not going to get anything done. The only way we're going to do this is if we sit down and we have a proper chat. Like Jade and I, with therapy, like it's 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 shown us that it, rather than calling each other names, and shouting all her. if we just sit down and go, look, this is this is this is what's going on with me, and that's that. Yeah. Is, it's so important. It's so important. And but I think again, that needs to go back to when when we're children. That needs to be taught. Yeah that you know you're not going to do it now but the next generation of children now the generation you know children come, it needs to be taught to kids it's, it should be yeah. part of the curriculum
2: absolutely you know? i mean yeah. you know pythagoras's theorem has not got me anywhere in life so i would have rather known how to deal with the suicide of my friend or the fact I, that someone sent just sent me a dick pic i'd quite like to know yeah. how to deal with
1: that yeah exactly and that's <laughs> and 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 that's how we would, I think that's how we would. We'd lower the numbers because the people, the numbers for the people that have committed suicide are are so they're obscene, and it it breaks my heart. And I, and I'm talking to you now about your friend, and it, you know, like, as you were telling me, I was like, fuck! Imagine getting to that point where because I've been to that point where I've gone, I've got no one to talk to. I don't know what to do, but I yeah. never. I ne- really, there was something subconscious in me that never made me go the full way. It was always yeah. it was always something that brought me back, whether that's my sons or something sort of brought me back. But to get to that point where you just well, feel yeah, like there's so- nothing left, you're like, there's absolutely no reason for me to be here, just is heartbreaking, you know?
2: But that's, you know, again, that sort of like, that is society failing yeah. these people or, you know, those people who... I mean, even friends that I've had that, you know, are very, you know, like, yeah, like not, not rescue, you know, yeah. I've been called a couple of times and said, look, you know, I'm ready to go. Will you come? And will you come? And, you know, I've gone. And, you know, the reasoning behind all of that was like, as far as I could see with this particular person was like, you know, like unrecognized issues from a really long time ago. And like, you know, self-medicating and getting so low that Mm. you know having dealt like it's it's about people carrying things from their childhood right the way through that they just can't deal with and have never been given the the the, the time or the space to deal with it and suddenly you know as an adult it's all too much because they've never really sort of had to become could could never really become an adult because they're too engaged with the pain of childhood and that's where it sort of yeah, that's where yeah. it can end, you know.
1: And was the, I mean, were you aware that she might do something like that? Did it? Did you have, or was it just out of the blue?
2: Well, I knew how I knew how low she was, and you yeah. know, I was part of her um, kind of coming out if you like as a victim of abuse and i mean it's an incredible story you know it should be made into a film really but you know i was aware i was aware of her mental health issues i was aware that she was um low and rightly so i mean the pain that she went through and the abuse that she suffered was you know second to none but you know awful no human being should have to go through that so you know of course i was aware that she was low, and you know she. But I was so I so I was running my restaurant. You know, just opened the restaurant, so my only sort of advice, I all I could say was, come, come to me, you know, come, come and mm. work with me, and let's, you know, I'll I'll take care of you, and you know that never happened. But you know, she called me, and like you know, this is another thing about sort of mental health. Issues, you know, she called me. It was. You know, like I, I was aware that she was unwell and was suffering because we would have lengthy conversations on the phone mm. about her sadness and about how she felt and on the weekend that she died i didn't take the call on the friday and then on the Saturday, um she um oh, drove her car um into the sea over a cliff into in a storm you know oh,
1: okay now
2: i don't so yeah, I was aware. And then, I mean, I, I wouldn't say that I felt guilty for not taking that call, because I think that that, that one conversation might save that person's life for that moment in time. Mm. However, it, 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 those feelings have to yeah, be addressed. Yeah, they wouldn't have gone away, time. yeah. Exactly, they would never yeah. go away, you know. But so, yeah, of course I was aware that she was, in, I'm aware that lots of my friends have suicidal thoughts, but it mm. doesn't, it's, you know, you. You, you would imagine that you could just go to the doctor and say, you know, I'm not, I'm not feeling very well. Um, I feel sad and it seems to me that what, what happens is is they put, put what well, they have in my experience, friends of mine, you know, it's medication and, and that's yeah. what happens. And then I've had friends that have spent years kind of numbed by the situation and like lack of any feeling, And then other friends who've chose not to do that, but suffered immensely, but still with no therapy or no support or, you know, and sometimes it feels like it's not until it's too late that help is given. You know, why Mm. can't we just go to, why can't we just go? Like, you know, I've got a sore throat. It's been there for three days. I go to the doctor, they might give me some penicillin. Yeah. Um, I've been feeling shit for a week, like shit, like really shit, like, I'm crying all the time I don't want to go to work um, I kind of know why I feel like that because you know my boyfriend's left me for a pop star but you know
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, mentioning no names <laughs> mentioning no
2: names no so circumstantial grief and circumstantial yeah. depression but you know full well if you go to the doctor and you say to them how you're feeling they're gonna prescribe you some tablets that will affect your life for a very long time what i want to be able to do is when i'm feeling shit for three days i want to go to the doctor and say i'm feeling shit mate i've been really down i can't get over this and they say oh you're in the wrong you're in the wrong surgery mate you need to be over there in the mental health clinic which yeah. is always available for us as human beings to go and talk about how we feel because there isn't that space and you know like friends of mine who like you know especially people friends like with addiction and they they're at that moment where they're like i'm ready you know I'm ready to get some help Mm. and you arrive at the GPs and they're like come back in three weeks and you're just like ah yeah like how could you say that to a person who's like this unwell
1: yeah I know you know Uh, and, and
2: and then they you know like I say the best they can do is feed them with meds and you know I don't know it feels like there needs to be a reform of that aspect of our health service and healthcare because well, I believe that is, yeah, that yeah. A, a fifteen minute chat with someone that's qualified to um, help you through a moment of grief or pain or a lot or, or or not even a moment a lifetime of grief or pain should be ready available to every single person who pays their taxes or who Absolutely. puts in national insurance in it because you know I might not need treatment for cancer through my life but I might need treatment when I'm. Sad, or you know, or when I feel like I just need to talk to someone yeah. that like isn't my mate, or is someone that's qualified to guide me through that pain.
1: Yeah, I think investment is what's needed. They need to have proper investment in in the NHS and 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 for mental health treatments and all. Because what happens is they because they're in the pockets of the chemical companies, the pharmaceutical companies. So they
2: absolutely.
1: So they want to straight away. They go, oh yeah, I'm going to bung you on this, and that's going to pay my mortgage, and that's going to so if you take that away and have proper investment in that, in these services, I think that would be, I think the, the world would be such a yeah. better place, but it's, you know, it's greedy cunts that but don't I mean, care about at, people.
2: Yeah. But I mean, look at you in a sense that you've acknowledged recently, you know, you're nearly 50 that, that you had some issues in school that, mm. you know, perhaps if there was someone you could have talked to them about, that might not have progressed through all of your life. And there might not have yeah. been the, how shit you feel now for the, actions that you've taken or, you know, where oh, yeah, is the true. where is that, where, you know, and it, it should be about anything. If you, you know, if you recognize that you're like, I mean, an unwell is quite a, a sort of, I don't know whether that's the right term, but yeah, feeling <laughs> yeah. unwell or feeling like something's not right within you as a human being is equal in my eyes as sort of saying, you know, my toe's got a bunion on it. Can you remove it? It's painful mm. and it hurts me and it inflicts, it, it stops me from, you know, running around after my kids well you know grief and depression can stop you from running around with running around after your kids but you still just have to crack on you know it's like i don't know it's very it's a strange thing but i guess like again we said you know we're kind of still bogged down with ancient ways of living even though we've moved on technologically and it just feels like yeah more
1: work to be done But we feel like, I mean, you know, people have been talking about, you know, looking after yourself for years, since I was a kid, like you had, you had Mr. Motivator in the morning, getting you up and getting you exercising and, but that's only, (laughs) that's only, that's only 30 30 odd years ago. And it, so we are, this feels like the first generation of people that are actually striving to make actual changes to our behaviours, to, to the way we look at each other, the way we are, we interact with each other. You know, and so we we won't benefit really, but the next generation will. So all this work that we're doing is to benefit people going forwards. You know, so it's it's even though we won't see it probably, but we, we I think it's I think yeah. it's doing good. At least we at least we're we're trying. Well, the majority of us are. Anyway.
2: Absolutely, yeah, and asking yeah. questions and feeling yeah. confident enough to sort of you know. Potentially take down the, st- the status quo, even though it feels like an impossible task.
1: Yeah, well, that when we yeah. talk about that. and We've talked about that loads. I mean, you need to get rid of the five white racist pedophiles that run the world. Once that Absolutely. happens, <laughs> maybe the system will change. We were saying, even get if you even if you got a woman in there, <gasps> right, to have. To have a woman running running things up there but then you're like yeah but she'd probably be as big a cunt as the rest of them that's how she got there well,
2: especially well and if she you know. yeah i mean you got to remember that women you know donald trump didn't get into 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 power because he just got the male vote there's women out there voting yeah. for him too you know so exactly. it's this yeah. yeah so how we how we take them down is a different question i mean yeah you know oh,
1: who God knows, knows.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we'll
1: still, we'll do our best we'll do what we can in we'll our do area. our best
2: to keep on fighting we
1: will we will this has been fucking amazing thank you so much for being absolutely. my guest
2: absolutely
1: I've got to be you're honest because obviously you're Jade's best mate and we've, you know, we've hung out and drunk and things and it was like yeah. I genuinely was like oh, how the fuck is this going to play out but it's been fucking great I've loved it thank good you. I'm
2: glad you enjoyed it it's very yeah. natural and thank you for inviting me and that's no, my pleasure know, kudos to you for sort of giving women and, and 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 people the space to sort of share their thoughts and that you're listening and you know taking it on board and
1: I I, I love it I've, I've loved this this has been great where um, can we where can people <laughs> where can people find you on are you on the socials
2: the usual socials yeah just Rebecca and Kelly and that's it all over that's the socials apart from Twitter wow. I don't do Twitter I feel a little bit um that like that's not the right place for me.
1: I wouldn't go on Twitter at the minute, it's on fire. It's, it's a proper it's a proper bin fire at the minute. It's not it's not the place. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, lush to speak to you, Rich, and I'm sure I'll see you over the next couple of days in your box of shorts having a cup of coffee in the morning
0: at some point. <laughs> Produced by Paul Daniels at PaulDaniels.tv Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well,